Hey guys, thanks for checking out our message this week. For more content like this, check out vineyardlive.us. If you're interested in getting to know more of who we are as a church, check out thevineyardchurch.us. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I also know we have people watching online, so thank you very much for doing so. One of my favorite things is to meet new people. So if we haven't met, I would love to meet you after service or in the next upcoming weeks. And I would love to hear something cool about you or that's happening in your life. So if you're watching this online and there's a chat box, go ahead and put that in the chat or post about something cool that's happening in your life or something cool about you. And I look forward to reading those later. Well, over the past several weeks and months, we have been inundated with news. And not all of it has been good news. And I don't know about you, but for me, with every new piece of information, I have a new set of thoughts and feelings and even beliefs. So today we're going to talk about those thoughts and how they impact us and how with Jesus, we can actually have freedom from negative thoughts so that we can live free and set other people free because we know that we're loved and valued. Now, Thoughts aren't just from the news, right? Thoughts happen all day, every day, all the time. But they do impact what we do. So about 10 years ago, it's been actually a little bit longer than that, but my friend Shannon and I were walking around the park here in Sullivan. And we were talking and the sun was just getting ready to settle behind the horizon and we are having a peaceful conversation when out of nowhere from the tree comes a bat, a huge bat, and it is coming right for me. And, and even when I think about it, I can still see it in my mind and it's coming for me and its wings were spread out like eight inches. It had claws, guys, it had claws. And so it is coming at me. I am freaking out. I am screaming. I'm panicked. I can hear and feel my heart beating out of my chest. And it's coming down. You guys, it landed on my chest right here. And so I am, I'm a wreck. Imagine, you know, I am a wreck. I really believe that I am about to die. So I grab at the bat to get it off of me. And guess what I realized? It was a maple leaf no lie, it was a maple leaf. But see, when we think something, those thoughts can quickly become our reality. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. In the moment, we live in that as if it's reality. Our actions are based on our beliefs and our beliefs are based on the thoughts that we allow into our minds. What would it look like if these thoughts did not have the power to dictate our feelings, beliefs, or actions. Well, for one, for me, I wouldn't have looked like a fool that day, for sure. But I was just with Shannon, it was okay, she loves me, so it was fine. But what would our community look like if everyone had freedom from Jesus to retrain our minds, to have truthful thoughts, healthy feelings, and actions that are based on the belief the beliefs of the light and love of Jesus? Well, this is not a new question. Even 2,000 years ago, a man named Paul answered these questions when he wrote letters to the early churches. 
And in one of these letters, he wrote this. I'm going to pick up in 2 Corinthians 10:5, and this is from the English Standard Version. Paul says, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Now he wrote this at a time when the church members of that time were not, their actions were not in line with what God was saying. They just were not in line with the life, the light, and the love of Jesus. And Paul wanted to help them. He wanted to offer instruction on how they can process through these thoughts. Now, when I read this scripture verse, I'm just going to be honest, I thought, yeah, but how? That's actually one of my most common prayers. <laughs> yeah, but how, Lord? It's right up there with Lord help. I have very simple prayers, but I have lots of thoughts. So I don't know about your examples, but here's an example for me. I can be having these, all these thoughts in a matter of five seconds. I think about what I need to cook for dinner that night, which leads me to thinking about I need to go to the store to buy some meat, which leads me to thinking about meat is crazy expensive right now, which leads me to thinking that I have not balanced my checkbook. Yes, I still do that. <laughs> which makes me feel like I am a horrible wife and mother because my checkbook is a mess and I can't even figure out what to make for dinner that night. And that's always the moment when my husband, bless his heart, comes in the door and says, hey, babe, how are you? And I'm like, I am doing the best I can. Okay, can anyone else relate? It's a little psycho, I know. But I also know that I'm not alone. The other week I was listening to a podcast that stopped me in my tracks. And it was a podcast that was talking about research that Jenny Allen was putting into her new book. Jenny Allen is a New York Times bestseller of the book, Get Out of Your Head. She's also the founder of the If Gathering. And ladies, if you would like more information on her, we are actually doing a Bible study and you can check with Doris out in the cafe after service if you want some information. But one thing that I learned in that podcast was that everyone has anywhere from 9,000 to 60,000 thoughts a day. And scientific study would say that on average, each one of us has 30,000 thoughts a day. And not only that, I learned that over 80% of our thoughts are negative. And 90% of our thoughts are repetitive from the day before. So not only are we thinking mostly negative thoughts, but we are thinking them over and over again. And I feel like this leads to negative feelings, which can lead to poor decisions. Now with that information, let me ask the question again. What would it look like if these thoughts, these 30,000 thoughts a day, did not have the power to dictate our feelings, beliefs, or actions? Thoughts invoke feelings. So here's an example. Um, our lilies in our house were in full bloom last week. Lilies are my favorite flower. And I took the time to go out there and just smell them. And even when I think about lilies, I feel in a good mood. And when I think about the sweet smell, I just feel sweet. Um, it's like sugar cookies. I love thinking about sugar cookies. It just makes me feel good. 
What things do you like to think about that make you feel good? Maybe it's your family or your grandchildren. Now, think about nails on a chalkboard or going to the dentist and having them grind your teeth. Or worse yet, your next colonoscopy appointment. Mm-hmm, I went there. <laughs> now, these are funny and gross examples. But in real life, we all have thoughts that generate feelings. And these feelings can create arguments and lofty opinions. Scroll social media for five minutes and you'll see what I'm saying. Somebody had a thought that turned into a feeling, that turned into a belief, and they took the action of posting about it on Facebook. But what does Paul say? We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Guys, if you look at this text in more detail, you will notice that Paul uses war terms here, and it was on purpose. He uses terms like destroy, captive. And if you look at the scripture verses, even before and after, he is using these terms. He uses phrases like waging war, weapons, destroy strongholds. Paul used this terminology so that the people of that time, when they read it, they would understand that he is talking about war. And therefore, the people understood the seriousness of what Paul was trying to tell them. For many years, I worked at Red Lobster in Champaign. And when I first started working there, my job was a hostess. So I greeted people as they came into the door, and I showed them to their seats. And sometimes I think, this is how we are with thoughts. Thoughts come in, and we greet them and show them on their way. Like we're there to serve them. And I think this is what Paul is saying. Paul is saying that when these thoughts come in, we are not there to serve them, they're to serve us, and we should be interrogating them. We should be asking questions like, who sent you, where are you from, and what is your purpose? Now, I believe and would like to propose that we can destroy arguments and opinions that come to our minds the ones that would like to rob us of the powerful value and love that Jesus has for us by taking every thought captive. And we're going to talk about how to do that today. But first, please don't hear me say that every day after this is going to be like lilies and sugar cookies because there are hard seasons. And this is why community is so important. When we take community away, we have a hard time processing our thoughts. God modeled community in the Trinity, God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. And we are to model the same in our community. This means having people come alongside us that can pray for us and pray with us. People that we give permission to ask hard questions of us. We also need to understand that mental illness is a different type of spiritual battle. Counseling and medication can and will be used by God to bring freedom. And no one should feel ashamed of using either of these gifts in their life. Kevin and I have committed to counseling for the rest of our lives. And I had been on medication to help me through a difficult season of loss and depression. 
In 2012, we found out some very serious medical complications with our son. He was very sick and required several surgeries, some of which were emergency surgeries. And to this day, I have a hard time thinking about those and even talking about them. That same year, I, was, I had a tumor that landed me at Mayo Clinic. I still go back for that regularly. And that same year, my aunt and lifelong mentor died of cancer at a very young age. This was not about taking captive my thoughts. This was a season that my body was carrying a load that it was never meant to carry. And I crumbled. And I lived crumbled until I was finally diagnosed with depression more than a year later. I thank God for my counselor, for medication, and for those that he put around me during that time. So there are seasons, hard seasons. But this is why community is so important. And in these times that seem so daunting, like taking captive 30,000 thoughts a day, this only proves the power of Jesus in our lives. And if you do not have a relationship with Jesus, Today is your day. This weekend, that as a nation, we are celebrating freedom. This is the weekend for you to have and experience the true freedom that only comes from Jesus. And as an added bonus, like Jim said in announcements, we have baptisms this month. So get your name on the list. So exciting. But with Jesus, we can retrain our minds. And this is how freedom looks. He sets us free. I'd like to share with you two steps that will help you to uh, take captive your thoughts today. So step one, check what you are taking in. Check what you are taking in. Ask yourself questions like, how many hours am I on social media or watching the news or playing video games? Looking at you, young kids. (laughs) What music am I listening to? Who am I friends with? And in my circle of friends, are who is influencing who? And are these, all these things, are they pointing to Jesus? Checking what we are putting in helps stop those negative thoughts before they even have an opportunity to enter our minds. And it creates pathways of positive thinking. Limiting social media or news programs or gaming. Spending time with positive, life-giving friends. Listening to worship music on repeat. These things will make you feel like you just deep cleaned your home. Or like a weight has been lifted off of your shoulders. Now 30,000 thoughts a day seem daunting. But when you implement the step, when you implement this first step of checking what you are taking in, you are immediately training your mind to have more positive thoughts. You will have more positive thoughts that day than you did the day before. And since we know that thoughts are repetitive, you will immediately have repetitive positive thoughts each day and day again. The second step is check what's going out. So first, we check what's going in. And then we check what's going out. This looks like praying, journaling, and talking to Christ 
centered friends about feelings that we, thoughts and feelings that we have. And we do this before those feelings turn into beliefs or actions. Ask questions like, is this something that Jesus would say to me? Interrogate them, like, where is this thought from? Is this truth? Make this a normal practice in your life. So like, for example, if you drive to work or if you drive anywhere, that is a great time to pray. Before you open Facebook, open up a notebook and journal some things, some thoughts and feelings that you have. Instead of going to that event that you probably shouldn't be at anyway, or hanging around with the people that you probably shouldn't be, be hanging around with anyway, invite someone that you trust out to coffee and talk about the thoughts and the feelings you're processing through. You see, these thoughts, they are either truths or lies. There's no in between. Every thought is either a truth or a lie. So I want to be vulnerable with you all here because we're all friends. I do my best to implement step one and check what I'm taking in. But I still struggle with the thought that I'm ugly. What do you think ugly people, people that think they're ugly, what do you think they feel and act like? I know for me, I feel shy, timid. I don't want to go places. I feel unlovable and very uncomfortable. So this is how I check what's going out. I pray about it. I journal about it. And I talk to people that I trust about it. So you all look like trustworthy people. Maybe not the person next to you, but you. <laughs> you all look like trustworthy people. So let me ask the question. Do you think the thought that I am ugly, do you think that's a thought from Jesus? No. No. Okay. So it's a lie then. Every lie from Satan reveals a truth from Jesus. Every lie from Satan reveals a truth from Jesus. So in this example, what's the truth? I'm not. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not, I'm not. And it's not to be boastful, but I am beautiful because God made me and he made me beautiful. I need to fix this. Sorry, guys. It's falling down. I can feel it. And so I process through that thought and it looks like this. I pray for, I pray through it and, and it looks like this. God, thank you for making me beautiful. Thank you for making me unique. And do you know how people who think they are beautiful to God, do you know how they feel and act? They feel confident. They feel loved. They feel wanted and valued. They help other people feel beautiful because free people, free people. And so it is with our thoughts like this. We check how they're coming in and we check what is going out through prayer, journaling, and conversations. Each lie is turned into a truth from Jesus. With Jesus, we can truly take captive our thoughts. Jesus's life, his light, and his love are the weapons that we use for freedom. We are empowered as a community of believers to dictate our feelings, beliefs, and actions in healthy ways. And we can make positive decisions and help free other people.
This is how we change the world with Jesus. Let's pray. God, thank you for being a living, breathing, speaking God. Thank you for loving us. I pray protection over our thoughts. Help each one of us identify what is from you and what the truth is for every thought we have. Empower us to make healthy and positive decisions. Help us to carry your life, your light, and your love to those around us. Thank you for setting us free. In your name we pray, amen. Thanks for checking out this message. We also have messages available on vineyardlive.us. Get access to exclusive content when you sign up for the Vineyard Live Plus community. This allows you to watch our past conferences, trainings, and special teachings.